Welcome to Get Sharad, the show that explores long-held beliefs, pain points, and healing from trauma. I'm your host, Sharad, and while I may not have all of the answers, I do have all of the questions. Let's explore together. Okay, <clears throat> I am so excited about today's subject. Um, it's one of my most favorite subjects to talk about. It has been one of the most powerful reframes that I have used in my life, and I'm so excited to share it with you today. Um, I refer to it as ecosystems, and um, the reason that I like it is if you listen to the episode, You Are Not Broken, where I talk about the difference between viewing yourself as broken and viewing yourself as a wound, this is... Um, The concept that we're covering today is the bigger version, the big picture version of the fact that we're wounded and not broken. So I want to talk about ecosystems a little bit, why they're so important. Um, Ecosystems are really important because it takes a lot to shift them. They can be shifted. Um... When you're working with an ecosystem, it's important that there is introductions uh, of things in small doses to see how it affects the ecosystem. Um, I think I'm also really excited about this in terms of the body. So the body is really fascinating to me, especially in the sense that it can heal itself. So if we feed our body nourishing foods if we support our bodies with rest, if we are paying attention to our nervous system and do really well at regulating ourselves, our bodies can heal really, really fast. And that was always really fascinating to me to consider that um, something was something like it could heal itself. Like what kind of system is needed to sustain healing? And so I think that's where uh, I get the bottom line of that I'm not healing, I'm just wounded. Because it's something that's like, oh, I think the truth is, you guys, that we're going to spend the rest of our lives possibly getting wounded. Um, That's what happens when you love. That's what happens when you live vulnerably. That's what happens when we live honestly, when we show up for others, when we sacrifice and give when we invest, when we lay our hearts on the line. I don't think we ever really get out of being wounded or avoiding pain. And so I was really fascinated when this idea of ecosystem came to me because I feel like that's mostly what I help my clients do. I help them shift from one ecosystem to another. And so there are two ecosystems that I use in the broadest of terms, an ecosystem of death and an ecosystem of life. And in an ecosystem of death, um, there are things that exist there that help sustain death in our lives. (laughs) I know this sounds a little bit woo-woo and I'm hanging there with me. But when we begin to kind of flesh out or articulate this idea of an ecosystem of death, there are things that I see there um, 
that I have found in my own life. So self-hate, self-judgment, self-betrayal, um, choosing from a place of fear, trying to avoid pain, codependency. Um, there are tools also that help us exist there. Addiction to anything, addiction to drugs, alcohol, sex, food. Um, this ecosystem of death, there is a structure that helps sustain death in our lives. And what was really fascinating to me as I have kind of pushed into that space a little bit is that there is also an ecosystem of life. And I, as I pushed into that space a little bit, some of the things that I found were love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, um, sacrifice is actually a part of love. And, and the things that go into that are like interdependence, secure attachment, um, learning how to be vulnerable, confrontation and feedback. These are the things that create the structure that help us sustain life in our lives. And so I, I do understand this is really conceptual, but if you guys can hang in there with me for a moment and think about in, think about your lives in terms of these ideas of either death or life, right? Not literally, but conceptually, like if we look at our lives in these, with these two different lenses, as I look back over my life, I can see the areas in my life where I have chosen to foster the ecosystem of death. And then I can see areas in my life where I've chosen to foster an ecosystem of life. And I think what's really important in this is that we have an ability to shift from one ecosystem to the next. And I think most often because we grow up in this mechanical mindset, which is a very Western idea of being fixed, is that we see even the term switch. I was going to say switching mindsets. We view this idea of switching like a light switch, like a light switch is off. And with one action, you turn it on and all of a sudden the light is on. But the processes that I was experiencing in my life were just not that simple. And I don't know about you guys, but I was like, there's got to be another way to explain the processes that I'm going through, excuse me, that help me understand and have, it gives me a better grasp of what's occurring in my life. And so um, it actually started with Growing up, we had a swimming pool and my mom used, um, it was called Bacuacil, I think, but it was non-chlorinated pool chemical system. And the thing about a pool, also fish tank, if you guys have fish tanks, is that you have to maintain um, like certain, there has to be a balance of chemicals. In the water for a fish tank, there has to be a balance of like all these different things in order to fit for a fish to survive. And so I realized, like, oh, if I'm gonna push into love, right, or push into life, if I'm gonna switch again, there's that term, if I'm gonna shift my life 
from an ecosystem of death to an ecosystem of love, it's going to take time. And it's going to take small little introductions to be able to make this shift. And it's just going to take practice and time. And so as I began doing that, it began to shift how I, how I viewed things, how I was interacting with people, how I was interacting with myself. And so what this, what this perspective will do is number one, the number one thing it will do for you, it will, it will help you view your life in terms of death or life. And, and the reason why this is so important is because I think in the beginning, as we begin to shift, it's important for us to like, what's the bottom line for us to see things in a very direct upfront way. Like, is this gun, is this choosing into death or is this choosing into life? And it's very nice to start out with something so easy and so simple. But then as we begin to push in and explore further into that area, this will shift your life in the sense of you will be able to extend more compassion towards yourself because you understand that shifting in an entire ecosystem takes time and happens in small increments. There's um, more space for self-acceptance because an ecosystem can sustain mistakes. So I like sitting in that actually quite a bit. Like an ecosystem, like once it's going and it's up and it's running, right? If, if um, something negative is introduced into the ecosystem, the truth is it won't exist very long in an ecosystem because it can't be sustained there. It can take the hit of a negative introduction. And I think that's really important because that will help us shift our understanding of how we interact with people, how we interact with ourselves, how we're allowed to make mistakes, but still continue to grow and still choose into an ecosystem of life. Conceptually, this is one of those things. I, you guys know this. I'm a thinker. I love thinking. I contemplate a lot. This is this is one of the things I've been contemplating for years, and I'm very excited about. And I keep finding ways in which it helps me shift my perspective and reframe my life in such a way that it's it's becoming profound. So, how does this look practically? How does this look practically in our lives? To, to think about these concepts and to apply them in our everyday lives. I think it helps to steal a little bit of language from my other episode of not being broken. It helps for me to recognize that I there is room in moving as I shift my ecosystem. There's room for me to make mistakes. There's room for compassion. There's room for love. There's room to extend love to other people. Um, and, and within these ecosystems, there's also standards. So there are room to make mistakes, but there's also room to like uphold a standard. Like these are the things I'm going to allow into my ecosystem, and these are things I'm not going to allow in my ecosystem. And once we have an ecosystem pretty solidly running in the direction of life, and love, and hope, and kindness, when things are introduced that cannot be sustained in that space, they don't usually stick around that long. 
For instance, I have pretty consistently been working towards loving myself over the past eight years. And now when I am introduced to self-hatred, it is so foreign to me that I no longer agree with it. And I no longer choose to believe those things about myself because it's foreign. It can't exist in my ecosystem. And this is where we come into play with sometimes I trigger people in the, in the things that I talk about because <clears throat> love is so expansive. Life is so expansive in this concept that it's going to push against these things that have held people in an ecosystem of death. And it can be offensive because when we talk about an ecosystem of love or life, it can sound trite, like there's no work and things just come easy. And it's not true. It's an ecosystem. It has to be maintained. It has to be worked. So what is a daily practice that we can do? The number one daily practice that I started with was this number one question. Will this foster death in my life? Or will this foster love or life. And I just constantly filtered a lot of my decisions through that. And as you begin practicing this, you'll recognize other ways to ask yourself this question. But my daily practice has become, is this going to foster goodness, hope, love, kindness, compassion, acceptance in my life? And if it doesn't, then I try to find the option that does. Okay. So we've had a little bit of a chat about ecosystems. It is my most favorite subject. I feel like I could talk about it for hours. And this is where a lot of my clients get stuck on trying to figure out what does this look like? How does this apply? How do we make the mindset shift to ecosystems? Thanks for listening to Get Sherrod. Before I go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving me a review and sharing this episode with your friends. To stay connected, follow me on Instagram at sherrod.janelle. Or if you're interested in starting your own journey to healing, check out my website, sherrodjanelle.com. You can find the link below.